You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Welcome to the Mountainside Daily Podcast. Our staff invest time in these because we really want to encourage you into God's scripture to encourage you into your walk with Jesus. When I was around six or seven years old, I awoke Christmas morning to find what might be my favorite Christmas present under the tree, a table hockey game. The kind with those rods that you could pull and twist and move the players and pass and shoot the oversized plastic puck. I played it for hours and I got pretty good at it with my patented move, a flick pass from the winger into the centerman who would ram the puck toward the net. The game is great. But of course, anybody who has seen or played actual hockey could never mistake table hockey for the real thing. Suppose, however, the game was given to a family in another part of the world who had never seen hockey play. They didn't even know the real thing existed. They, in playing it, might think this is what hockey is, that there isn't anything more to the game than this. They wouldn't know that this is merely a copy of the real thing. The actual game is so much bigger and better, more dynamic and exciting, more everything than the tabletop version. Something like this, only more so, lies at the heart of the book of Hebrews. The author is writing to Jewish Christians who are weary of persecution. They have been kicked out of Rome and are suffering a wave of anti-Semitic persecution from the authorities. And furthermore, they're even being persecuted by Jews or fellow countrymen who see them as traitors for leaving the faith to follow Jesus. They're suffering for being Jews and for being Christian. They are being hammered down from every side. Well, it's too much for them. And the recipients of the letter are considering reverting back to Judaism, back to the familiar rituals tied to the old covenant, back to the temple, the priesthood, and the sacrifices. And the writer of Hebrews is waving his hands. He's yelling, stop, you can't go back to the temple for there is a new and better temple. Why would you go back to the old covenant? It's obsolete. There's a new and better mediator, a new and better sacrifice, a new and better high priest bringing you into a new and better covenant built on new and better promises. Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that the Old Testament is a mere shadow of. Or to stick with my metaphor, table hockey isn't the real game you're called to. It's merely a copy of the real, better thing that is coming. Jesus. So celebrate and enjoy the real thing. Don't Cling to the obsolete copy. And this brings us to Hebrews 8.1, which is the main point of the whole book. I know it because I did a lot of study at school to figure that out. And because Hebrews 8.1 says this, quote, Now, this is the main point of what is being said. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, end quote. The Jews would have gotten the significance of this verb, sat down. As a kid, my dad would only come in the house and sit down once his work was done. Him sitting down at the kitchen table was a sign to everyone that his work was finished. Same with the high priest. He only sat down when everything, all the ritual for the ministry, all the sacrifice was completed perfectly to God's specification. You know, there is a, a table hockey version of Christianity 
where the emphasis is on what I must do or not do rather than what Jesus has done. It's a Christianity that would see us scurrying around, sweeping up around Jesus for some of the stuff that he must have missed. But this isn't the real thing. This isn't the real gospel. Jesus, our high priest, is sitting down because it's all done. All the work to save you, all the sacrifice to forgive all your sin, all the atoning work to make you perfect, done, done, done. So when we get reminded of our failures or our darkness or our sin, and or maybe we just get tempted to get back to work to try to balance the religious scales, to try to spiritually balance the karma deficit by doing some of that good stuff to make up for the bad that we've done, you're on the verge of walking away from the gospel, of retreating to your old way of thinking and seeing the world. For Jesus, your high priest, has sat down. And that is why you are a new creation. Why the old has gone, the new has come. Why you have joined the saints. Why you are rebirthed, remade, that you have been made holy forever. You see, you were a sinner, and while you still stumble and sin from time to time, you are fundamentally defined as a saint because of what Jesus has done. Jesus never needs to get up from his seat to redo some spiritual duty for you, to make up for some spiritual deficit that has been left incomplete, for the work of your salvation is finished forever. As I've been reading through the book of Hebrews, I've been thinking that that if Jesus is better than the temple, if he's better than the sacrifice, better than all those good things in the Old Testament that were mere echoes of his death and resurrection symphony, how much better is he than the lesser things that distract me from my single-minded devotion to him and his finished gospel? What is it in your life that's looming larger than Jesus? What is it that right now feels more important to you than Jesus, more urgent and relevant than he is? Is it a relationship, an issue with your job, a personal struggle that seems bigger than anything else? Is it something you're trying to do to make up for some broken part of you before God? Jesus is sitting down right now. And all those things on your list, they're under his foot. He smiles at you and says, come join me. Sit, cease from your striving, and enjoy what I have accomplished for you. Do not grow weary at the things under my foot. They will pass away, and in time you will see that they are utterly obsolete and insignificant. So find rest for your soul, for I am seated and the work is done. God bless.